flying clothesline, a two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club Podcast. Wissakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling, every kind of wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, welcome to the Wrestle Club UK podcast. My name is Sakisa, and this week I am joined by my wonderful comic friend, Mark Cram. Say my name properly, I don't say it at all. Mark Cram! It's main event, Mark oh, Cram, and you know that. To the truth. <laughs> Hello, it's good to be here. <laughs> I'm not calling you main event, Mark Cram, every week. I'm getting merch made. I'm making this happen. You're, make, you're going to get merch. Mm-hmm. You're going to get merch. I'm getting merchandise, mate. You're getting merch. Mm. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. Well, this week we're also joined by a very special guest, Mr. Ed Gamble. Um, he will be on later. Uh, but first, we have had a very interesting week, haven't we, in Wrestling World? I actually think it's been a very slow news week. I can't <laughs> think of a single major story. <laughs> I can't think of two significant returns or anything no, no. that's happened. Three significant returns. Let's not forget our truth. Yep. You gotta have that as the big one. Our truth, baby. Ruffles, baby. No, it has been a very interesting week. So we're gonna kick it off. I feel like it's the best way to start by kicking it off with the roll-up review, talking about Survivor Series. Wrestle Club Podcast. Me and Mark had our predictions in advance. Yeah, I know I've got one wrong because I, I put too much faith in something. <laughs> when have you ever put too much faith in anything? I have a lot of faith in myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a winner. I, am, I believe myself to be a winner. <laughs> Just like you, Swix. We're winners. That's we're why winners. we're friends. We're always winners. That's why winners always host wrestling podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, with Survivor Series kicked it off with the Women's War Games match. Yeah. Which featured Charlotte Flair, Bianca Blair, Becky Lynch, and Shotzi versus Damage Control, which featured Bailey, um, Io. Kari and Oscar. And Dakota Kai on oh, the outside. Obviously on the outside. Interference. Um, what do you think of the match? I loved it. Okay, let's talk about the thing we have to talk about. The bin spot was inspired. It was. I had no idea where they were going with that when they were picking the bin up. She went when she puts that bin on her head and jumps off. And also she's the perfect height, so it's just her legs yeah. sticking out so it just looks like a sentient bin is attacking everyone. <laughs> I want everyone now to be like having a bin on their head with her leg sticking out. That's what I want. And I've heard Triple H describe it as a breakout performance for Shotzi. What did you think of Shotzi's performance? Oh, there's a silence and a sip. I don't know what that is. She's not as impressed I'm with Shotzi. Not, I'm not I'm I tell you what, Shotzi was there. I'm gonna put it out there. Shotzi was there. They clearly have a lot of faith in her. They do, and I really wish they would build her up to do something. Mm. Like she's been in the competition. Competition. She's been in the company. She's been on the main roster for a while now, and she hasn't done anything significant. If you had that much faith in Shotzi, do something. <laughs> so maybe this was it. Maybe this was the showcase moment. This was now we go from here. But I've. But where's she gonna go from here? I have absolutely no idea. And that's the fun of the journey of pro wrestling, guys. What, do you actually see her going against? No, I don't see her going for a title. I think that's the problem with a lot of the women's booking in the companies. If you're not going for a title, there isn't a storyline for you. So they have the two titles and that's it. So you get two women's storylines at the same time. When you're sort of like war games, it can bring everybody in. Yeah. But until then, they don't really generate stories outside. There's not big feuds going outside. And I think that's what they need to fix in the booking of the women's division. Yeah, no, I agree with Um, that. And Shotzi's probably going to fall into that hole, as a lot of really talented performers have. You know, it's uh, you've got 
you got pay per view where piping in and, and everyone is sitting there hoiking chips because they've got nothing from to do. Um, it, I, I think the Charlotte Becky, Becky. storyline was good, a little bit forced, maybe. I don't think the crowd really cared that, that much. much going, yeah. I think they got a big pop on the hug, but I don't think it was like really built up as a massive rivalry going in. Because a lot of it comes from the dirt sheets and the real life stuff. It's not from the on-camera stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, because we know they fell out in real life. Yeah. And it felt, felt a little bit more like they were just sort of like playing into that, which was great. It was a great moment. I enjoyed the match a lot. I liked it. I really felt like, I did say from the beginning that Bailey was going to get the pin and Bailey did get the fall. She did. Before she got fooled. Before she got fooled. Um, do you think they should have pulled the trigger on the Bailey split in that match? And no. Do you think the Bailey split is definitely still going? Oh no, it's definitely happening. I just think um, they are going to build it. They're either going to build it up or it's going to happen on SmackDown. I don't think it's going to happen on SmackDown because they've had quite a lot of like drama in the last couple of weeks. People turning heel, people turning, obviously returns. I just think it's a lot of ha- things happening on SmackDown for it to have an impact that it needs to have. So I therefore think it's going to have a very slow build. I did enjoy uh, the commentary sort of slowly trying to avoid going into racism for the entire <laughs> match. Because obviously everyone else on Bailey's team was Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and there was a point where I think one of the commentators sort of went, and how does Bailey fit into this? And you could just feel everyone go, don't word it like that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah that's not a, how you're wording that. That's not a great way to it's put like we, it. We've all spotted that. And we all know that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no. I think it's a. I think obviously, Bailey gets kicked out. Yeah. Goes towards the championship. Wins Rumble. Twenty seventh of January. Which she wins the Rumble. Do you think goes after Eo? If Eo still has it. I think Eo will still have it at Rumble. I think. I think the f- yeah. I think they will turn before the end of the year, and then. Bailey versus Io. Because whatever's happening with Io's title is going to be the secondary women's match at WrestleMania. Because Rhea's is going to be the big one. Of course. Uh, so. Of course. But I thought I we love Mummy. Match was great. I think it opens up a lot of opportunities for going out. The uh, damage control stuff might be dragging on a little bit too long. I feel like it had high potential, and I just don't think it went anywhere. Yeah. With damage control. It does feel a little bit like the only way they can book a faction story is to follow the bloodline formula. It's like, oh, someone's going to be the outcast. Of the, of the. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were doing it with Judgment Day, although they seem to have steered away from it a bit again now. Yeah, we're getting on to Judgment Day. Yeah. It's a very yeah. interesting bit. Cool. Um, well, prediction-wise, Mark, you said that how the good guys, which was, Bian- I'm going to say Bianca's team, um, were, were going to win. And I said that Bianca's team was going to win. So we're both got a point. Yeah, and what did we think on the bin or yes front? I'm going to give it a yes. I'm going to give it a yes, but I'm going to put up a bin. Purely because of EO Sky jumping <laughs> off the cage. Fine, I'm going to join you then. Yeah. It's a bid. It's, it's a, a bit, but it's a good bid. It's a good bid. <laughs> we next then had uh, the Intercontinental Championship match with Gunter and The Miz. Um, I think this was, again, the right call to put. I feel like, in general, I'll say this how the matches were put in order on this show was probably the best way that you could have done it. Um, and The Miz and Gunter. Oh, Gunter. Gunter is so good. Gunter is so good. But I'm just going to say it. I'm such a huge fan of The Miz. I think The Miz is 
done a has done a great job carrying a big bulk of like publicity work for that company for a long yeah. time. He's the guy they pry up whenever they need him. He can fl- fit anywhere on the card. Also, he, that was an excellent match. It was it great. It was an absolute banger. And I'm like, you can't just put it all at Gunter's feet because Gunter's great. But Miz played a great for someone who's not done a lot of babyface work. Yeah, he played a great fiery underdog babyface, which again is easy against Gunter because he is so dominant. I think the ending was a bit overwhelming, like as in the finish compared to the match itself. Yeah. But obviously, Gunter winning was the correct response. Do you think the tap out was a bit quick? Yeah, exactly. I think it was a bit too quick. Yeah. I just think, considering how much they built that match to be like, the Miz could win this, and his like kickouts at certain points, I was like, actually, he could win this. I but I knew in deep down he yeah. was never going to win. I mean, which is great. It's one of those matches you watch. And I remember watching an old Zack Sabre Jr. versus Okada match in New Japan where you knew Zack Sabre Jr. was not going to win the match. Yeah. Okada was not dropping the belt to Zack Sabre Jr. But they, he still gave you the moments in the match where you thought it was going to happen. And I think the Miz, when he did the low blow into the golf crushing finale. Oh, yeah, was, that was that was a, that, that was that, the point. Where it was like, oh, I, actually. I bought that near full. I thought that was, that was a good one. Because that's not a bad way to get the belt off Gunter as well. If you do it with a low blow. Yeah, like, I don't care how hard you are. You get kicked in the bollocks, you go down. <laughs> but I've always said that how Gunter was going to win this and then the Miz does get another title shot and then he does win that. You think Miz gets another one? Do you think it is going to be the Miz to take it? I think it is the Miz to take it, but probably in a triple threat. But do you think that, are they doing that purely to scratch Jericho's record? Or is <laughs> Well, you know what? That, that was Because they kept mentioning that and I was like, oh, you actually dro- name dropped Chris Jericho. Okay. Shout out Chris Jericho. We love you, Chris Jericho. Great wrestler. Mediocre rock musician. Whoa! Sorry, having one good song does not make you a good band. Come on. They also did the passable cover of SOS by ABBA, which is a real thing that they have done. (laughs) Picture Chris Jericho singing SOS by ABBA. Well, someone's not getting AEW tickets then for free. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah, like we were going to get AEW tickets for free. We never know. We never know what could happen. If you do run a wrestling promotion and want to give us free tickets to it, we're down. We'll give you a positive review, even if your show sucks. Um, <laughs> we won't. We won't. <laughs> we'll be very honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Gunter is being geared up to be the new champion, like world champion, I should say, like a big main eventer. Whether that's actually going to happen next year. Well, I see. I would have agreed to you with you until the events of this week, and where I think that mound may now slightly derail that plan. Well, there was the rumours that obviously he was going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That still could be on the card. I think that's probably more likely now. Yeah. I think even, will it be for the IC do you get the, how do you get the IC title off him and do you get it off him before that? Triple threat. It's triple threat. Because now he's got the record. You pretty much take it whenever you want. Yeah, exactly. Take it off him in a triple threat. Easy, yeah. easy peasy. Yeah. What do you want to give it? Do you want to give it? Oh, that's a, that's a big yes as well. That's a big yes. Yes. Or in this case, the Miz yeses <laughs> rather than, you know what I mean, from the kicks. Not this guy. Not this guy. Not this, this guy. guy. Um, well, prediction-wise, we both said Gunter was going to win, so it's 2 all. Yeah, we're geniuses. We worked out that Gunter was going to win. Well, next up, we had, um, well, technically was a last-minute change to this card, which was Dragon Lee versus Santo Escobar, um, which was okay. I am so struggling to care about Santos Escobar. He's perfectly competent. His promos are fine. It's an angle that is being booked quite well, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't click with me. And I don't know what it is about him. It's just something that's not quite right. He always is a better heel than he is face. Mm. We always know that. It does feel a lot like one of these pushes where they've not really built him up to do anything. And then they've just gone, well, now he's a heel and now he's going to beat everybody. And I find it a bit weak. 
I also find it a bit weak that they've broken up kind of LWO. Yeah, could have just kept them together. You could have kept them together or be heels. Well, I mean, it's hard to say what they're going to do with it because obviously Ray is taking some time off. Uh, I'm not sure if Carlito is doing much. I'm not really <laughs> sure about the research. I was actually really looking forward to seeing Carlito on this on this card. I was. To be honest, he's more interesting than Santos Escobar. At least he spits an apple or something. Yeah, I was actually quite upset they also changed his theme music. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially when they did the return. Anyway, that's for another Yeah, point. yeah. But dra- like Dragon Lee, obviously, it's incredibly athletic, incredibly good. You're talking about Santos. I'm also having a problem with Dragon Lee at the moment yeah. because you've come out of nowhere yeah. and I'm meant to care about you. Again, Fair play, you're great at what you do. However, who are you? Well, you don't know who he is. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> um, but no, I agree. I thought it was a match that... It was weird that that was a Survivor Series main card match. Yeah. When you consider the problems who didn't have matches on that show, who have been doing big things. For, like, Chad Gable's been doing a lot all year. Yeah. Not on the show. It was just a Kevin fact, Owens. Uh, a lot of the women's division you could reel off that, that have been doing a lot of really great stuff. Kevin Owens, obviously, if he's not fit to go, but... Yeah. It just feel, feels weird that none of these people had anything on the show, yet sat, this got given a good amount of time. It was. As well. And it, I, I, the crowd were a bit flat for it. It was just sort of I, again, there. I think it was put in a good place in the card in terms of, like, it was third. It was after Gunter. It was before Rhea. I mean, they couldn't put it anywhere else for people to care about it. And I just think... Here's my theory of the Santos Escobar push. Go on. And this is going to take months and maybe even a year to come to fruition. He is feuding with Rey Mysterio. Santos has made a point of saying that Dominic was right. Yeah. Now, I feel like this will eventually lead to a Dominic Mysterio face turn to avenge and like reconcile with his father. That's what this angle is. That's why I'm calling that now. I thought you were going to mention something about Eddie, and I was like, oh, please let that be number. What do you think Eddie's he's coming back from the dead? <laughs> no, like another Eddie's son. And I was like, no, let's no. not do that. No, Dominic um. will be, yeah, Dominic will, Dirty Dom will become, I don't know, Dignified Dom. Dignified Dom! <laughs> you think of another D. <laughs> it's, even, it's even Dominant Dom, and we both know that he's not the dominant one in that relationship. <laughs> we all know what Rhea's vibe is. Dignified Dom. I actually mm. quite enjoy that. <laughs> Ding Dong Dom? What is that? Ding dong. Dom will take out Santos and avenge his father. Fair play. Um, Preferably with a sword, quoting the monologue from Princess Bride. I think it was a good way to showcase Dragon Lee on a, on a pay per view. Yeah, but I just don't. Well, I genuinely thought they were going to have like Dragon Lee win. Yeah, because it was a case of yes, Santos is a heel and he's broken away from the group. But I thought like Dragon Lee would get a quick roll up win on him, and then Santos would go mad and beat him down or something. Was my. I also felt like there wasn't a, there wasn't enough showcasing both people. It was very much like a heel. I'm gonna throw you into the, yeah, into the um into the still depths. It was I'm a San- throw you into this. It was a Santos vehicle, in which case I would rather they just left Carlito in the match. Exactly, because you don't Carlito doesn't need to get pushed. I thought this was gonna be a proper like lucha style wrestling match. It really wasn't. I feel lucha is the only word for it. Yeah, yeah, really. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we giving it? I'll probably give it a bin. Uh, I'm giving it a bin. I'm giving it a bin, but not a hard bin. But it's a bin. It's a it's dry toast. Just because it's a survive no, it's a Survivor Series match. It's a main card Survivor Series match. It's going to be your second or third biggest pay per view. Why why is this on it? It's the fourth biggest pay per view. One of the biggest ones. <laughs> One top four. Yeah. 
Um, well, that goes into our next match, which was for the Women's World title match, which is Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. I mean, I feel like we both knew Zoe wasn't going to win. Um, but I was quite disappointed in this match for Zoe. She was sloppy in parts. I think the issue with this match is it, again, didn't really have a lot of place on this card. It was just a case of Rhea has to be on the card, but what we've been doing with Rhea on the show has mostly been Judgment Day stuff. Yeah. So we've not built her a feud, yeah. but we still have to have Rhea on the show. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna feed Rhea an up and comer who's not really gonna lose anything by getting beat. It just it was again felt not really much point to it. I happening. mean, I feel like she did lose something. She lost credibility. Yeah, but you don't lose credibility by losing to Rhea. I think you do, because where are you going with this now? Like you build her up. She was in the Saudi match as well, don't forget. Yeah. And now she's had her individual world championship match. You lost. Where are you going now? And I think we realised where we're going after and Raw. Well, as we said earlier, <laughs> the same thing happens now. It's that if you're not fighting for a title in where the women's doing? division, yeah. you have not got a plot line. Even though you're a backstage comedy bit, and that's about all you're going to get. Yeah, which is, I think is a shame. I think yeah, I do agree. Like, WWE needs to figure there needs out to be more some feuds. Not just WWE. AEW's booking the women's division. is. Oh, we, we've already had to talk about AEW's insane, women's yeah. division. It's, I think it's much worse than... What women's division? <laughs> <laughs> Not, that's not insight to the performers, is it? I think there's some exceptional talent. They just don't, don't do anything. They don't do anything with them. It's just such a shame. Um, obviously, Rhea was dominant in this. We love Mammy. Yeah. We love Mammy. I feel like we both predicted Rhea in this one. Yeah, we did both predict Rhea. Also, I predicted Dragon Lee in the last one. So oh, yeah, my bad. I forgot to mention that. So in the last one, you predicted Dragon Lee, yeah. and I actually predicted Santos. So you're up one in one. So, I've, so it's two, three, and then we came into this um, with, we both said Rhea, so it's free fall to me. You're on a quick clean sweep at the moment. I am. Pow. 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 Yeah. I feel like I'm on the winning streak, much like the House of Black this week. You big House of Black fan. I'm a massive House of Black fan, which is why I'm wearing the T-shirt. It's got my new T-shirt. House of Black. Love it. Anyway. Are you pimping merch for... Well, AEW, I don't think they need me to pitch that. They're not, not going to give you tickets to the Wembley show. <laughs> give me tickets, please. Yeah. I'm begging someone give me some. If you love me as much as I love you, I, f I feel like you should just give me tickets. Out of everyone on this podcast, I love you all the most. I'll take tickets to anything. Doesn't have to be a wrestling <laughs> Cinema, canal boat. <laughs> if you have a one-man play you're putting on and you need someone to come and just clap like a seal. <laughs> I just want to get out of the house. My life is very small. That's a lie. Let me back up. That's a bloody lie. He's, his life is not very small. <laughs> okay, He gigs all the time. So small. He gigs all the time. Anyway, we're going to go into our last match now, which is... The men's war games match, which obviously featured the return of Randy Orton, which they did actually initially build like he's not in the building. Where is he? Well, I, I mean, as much as, yeah, that's the way to do that. It's a great angle. Bring Randy in late. Is he going to show up? Is he not? Have they explained where he was? <laughs> why he was so late? He doesn't seem to have offered any form of apology of why. <laughs> Sorry, lads, car trouble. No, 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 no I was, I'm going to see if you guys would get your asses kicked, but then, uh, then at the last yeah. minute, I'll look like a hero. Yeah. Fuck I you, wanted, Randy Orton. I just wanted Rhea to come out one more time, and then I've got to come out. <laughs> yeah. I did love, 
and again, this is what I like to call in wrestling the magic of the music. Because they've come in, they're going to do a cash-in. They can still do the cash-in. Just because they've heard Randy Orton's music, who is not going to get there within three seconds to stop a pin. <laughs> but they've all just gone, well, we might as well give up now. Randy's turned up. <laughs> it's true. Um, I think before that, it was a good, solid match. There was obviously some... I'm going to say some conflicts between some of the other players within the good team, within Seth, within Cody, and then obviously with Randy turning up with Jay. Yeah. That Everyone was, hates Jay. <laughs> Everyone hates Jay. Um, but obviously Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre were um, the heels in this match. I'm, I'm going to say I was very intrigued about who took the fall. Who did take the fall? I think I've missed this. It was Damien Priest. So Damien Priest took the Damian fall. Damien Priest took the fall. I thought, obviously, it was going to be JD <laughs> with that massive RKO from the top oh, rope. I mean, RKO, I would say RKO out of nowhere, but RKO very much saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. It was it was, it was, was a really cool spot. And, yeah. it's good. and it's great to see Randy Orton back. By the way, Randy Orton looks is jacked right now. Oh, he looks amazing. He's always looked great, but he looks... It's sensational. I will say, looks a little bit gassed, but that's because he's not been in the ring yeah. for a little while. But he hit all the spots really crisply. He looks fantastic. The crowd popped huge yeah. for him as well. In a crowd that I think by that point, I'd almost thought CM Punk was going to turn up then. So I think when he came out, it could have gone a bit badly, but they, uh, they, they, they popped massive for it. I tell you what, I was really happy that, it, obviously, Randy Orton did turn up. I watched this live at a watch party, and the pop in the room was absolutely amazing. Yeah. The atmosphere, everyone was just really happy to see him. And f the fact that he's come back after 18 months from double back fusion surgery and looks the way he does mm. and moves the way that he still does is still amazing. Apparently, he's going to go for another 10 years. And I was like, Randy. Imagine if you're out for 18 months and then you get there and you're like, and you still don't turn up on time. What's <laughs> your problem, man? How late are you? Where going? were you, Randy? On? What was more important than what was going on there? I looked up the Google Maps area at the time. There were no traffic delays. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> Letting your team, letting yourself down, mate. <laughs> Turn up to one RKO and think you're the man. You could, you could have stuck. You could have been in the cage. Also, un I will say this: that's an unfair advantage for his team because he did not have to stand in the little cage like everyone else did. They cheat. The faces cheated to win. I mean, if anything, I feel um, that Randy Orton's coming back the way he does, not on time. Is on point, yeah? You never come to a party on time. Who does that? Who comes to a party on time? Who does that? I come to parties on time, and I turn up with ice. I'm a very good party guest. Please invite me to things. That's why he's <laughs> never invited to parties. You don't come to a party on time. You turn up about an hour and a half late, okay? Nope, my world is very small. <laughs> Please invite me to your party and or event. <laughs> well, um, actually, if the ending hadn't have happened, which was obviously the return of CM Punk, which I'm going to give massive applause to triple h for because i was ready for it to be done i had my coat on and then the sign on the little corner oh, was yeah. like this is going to be finishing and then all you heard was cm punk's move it it's and i old, went crazy it's the old production truck false finish we're you know gonna what? put the logo up on the screen and then we're gonna bring him out and i like the fact they even had michael cole get up uh, have you seen Michael Cole's what they put on on Instagram of him being able to hold back Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins really wanted to fight? <laughs> um, if by the way, if you think that was genuine anger, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like, and this is, and I've so, I heard someone say, this is the magic of CM Punk in wrestling right now. 
whether you're a fan of CM Punk or not, I know there's there's a back and forth on this with people. Now. I am a huge CM Punk fan. I think what he does in the product is great. Obviously, he could be problematic in other places. But the magic of CM Punk in wrestling right now is that we know how wrestling works. We know all the angles. We know all the dirt shoots. You read about what happens backstage. Yeah. There are still people like us who believe that Seth Rollins really wanted to fight CM Punk. Yeah. In any other scenario, any other return, you would have just gone, Oh yeah, it's an angle they're setting up because it's CM Punk. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's oh maybe they do really want to fight. Maybe really Rhea Ripley really was annoyed. Maybe Drew McIntyre really was annoyed. Maybe um, Saffron really doesn't want to fight him. They don't. It's an angle because they're smart and they know what they're doing. But we, but he is that sort of controversial right now. That it, and this is what you said. The big props of him coming back is that he creates chatter. So obviously, with Randy Orton turning up, it was meant to be the surprise of the night, which was great. No, no, our truth. Our truth. My bad. Our truth. Yeah. Obviously, our truth. Mm. Our truth. But with CM Punk turning up at the end, I feel like that's overshadows Randy's return. Do you think Randy cares? I mean, it was a big deal. He's just had double back fusion surgery. You've come back to one of the biggest matches at Survivor Series, and then CM Punk just turns up, doesn't even wrestle, and takes all your glory. Yeah, but he's Randy Orton. He doesn't care. Randy Orton's a megastar. You still think he doesn't care? Yeah. I would be pissed. I feel like Randy Orton does, wouldn't care about anything that ever happens to him in any detail at any point in his life. He is a very chill man. And Do you know him personally? Yeah, yeah, me and Randy hang out. <laughs> that's why he was late. Me and Randy overran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's know, why he was the late street. to the party. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. For sure. Always be late to the party then. Um, but no, I think, look, I don't think you, you can't not to do that. If you're, first of all, you're in Chicago. If you're going to do the CM Punk return, you're going to do it in Chicago. So why not? Mm. And I don't. I don't think anyone would, would. I think anyone with half a like brain for business knows exactly why they did it and when. Why did it then? So yeah, I think it makes sense. It's obviously a good business move. Um, and obviously CM Punk make it very clear on, on Raw that he was just there for money, not there to make friends. I'm always. I'm just here for money. Yeah. Every yeah. gig I do is for money. Always. Actually, that's that's that is entirely true. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Mark only does gigs for money. I don't like doing comedy. I just need to live indoors. <laughs> um, <laughs> much like CM Punk doesn't like wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! Just likes drama. Um, he does like drama. Um, well, prediction. Well, actually, do you want to give it a bin or do you want to give it? Oh, it's, it's all yes. There's, like, yes, There's, it was all both war games. Yes, it was both Miz at Gunter. Yes, is those the other two matches pointless? But carry on. Prediction wise, um, you. S- well, we both said Judgment Day, yeah. which I was quite... If I think if CM Punk hadn't turned up, Judgment Day was winning. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that Damian Priest took the fall yeah. instead of JD. I feel like something's gearing up. Something's happening. I'm not saying anything about JD because you cut it from the podcast last time I spoke about <laughs> it. <laughs> I had to. Um, For legal reasons. Oh, Lord. Anyway, <laughs> Damien obviously has the briefcase. He's meant to be cashing in. Is he going to get kicked out of Judgment Day? No, I think Judgment Day carries on as it is. I just think, why would you take the fall? There must be a reason. There must be a reason! I think it's going to feed into the Ascension thing a little bit because he was the leader in that match. And, yeah. And he got beat, so Finn can now turn around and go, well, why are you the leader? Yeah. In these matches We're all meant team. to be equal. Yeah. I don't think that will. Mommy should just be the leader. Mommy is. Mommy. Mammy. Feels weird when I say mammy. I don't it doesn't, yeah, you shouldn't say mammy. I'm never saying that again. 
<laughs> if you were like, you're my mammy, I'll be very upset. Never say that again. I don't have the right sub energy for that internet. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to one particular person. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, well, it's been interesting this week with it following into Raw. Obviously, CM Punk turned up, said, like I said, he was just there for money. Did an interesting closing speech that he's home. Randy Orton turned up at Raw as well. Obviously, obviously the third return, R-Truth was there. Yeah. Backstage. That's the big one. <laughs> R-Truth was backstage. Um, obviously, this week, uh, SmackDown's about to happen. Logan Paul is going to turn up. Yep. Praying around his little US title. Mm-mm. Not sure who's going to go after that. Well, I don't know if anyone wants to touch after it's been near his penis. <laughs> My strong feeling is LA Knight, possibly. I, it should be LA Knight. Mm. Um, but also Randy Orton will be turning up on SmackDown, which is fun times. I think it's just going to be he'll turn up and RKO some people and leave. No, he's after the bloodline. He better be up. I found it very interesting, though, when he did mention to Jay, um, if you're out of the bloodline, you're out. I don't believe it <laughs> for yeah. one bit. Do you do you think he's what you've put him with Sokoa first? So, no. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Then Sokoa. Then Reigns. Then Reigns. Then Sammy. Then you think, Jim- he, you think he loops back around? Yeah, mate. All oh, right. He's going though after them all. He's going for. He right. made it very clear. He's going penalty shootout rules. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> he made it very clear he was going after everyone involved in the bloodline, regardless. So I was like, he's lying to you. But we're just going to jump the pond really quickly and just say that how QT Marshall left AEW. I couldn't care less about a piece of information if I tried. Wow. Wow. Are there any QT Marshall fans? He's done a lot for the company. What? He's literally, literally listed them on his Twitter. Give me your favourite QT Marshall in AEW moments. You know what? He was underrated. I'll put that out there. I'll put that out there. Any QT Marshall fans? He was underrated. Yeah, he's done a lot for the company. Wrote 250 promos. You know, I asked a question and she didn't answer it there. That's that, that's what happened. He's a twat. Okay. Yeah, QT Marshall, I good, agree. <laughs> good luck, QT Marshall. Hope you do well in your future. Anyway, anything else you would like to add about this week? That you this week? Well, we went to watch a show. Oh, we went to watch Progress. We yeah, watched Progress. We, we went saw to... um, our old, very good friend. Our old, very good friend. That's where he's with. We saw our very good friend from the podcast, Charlie, um, was there as well. It was great. I sat with Danny, and then Charlie joined us. And then you were standing with Richard um, and a lot of our other friends. Yeah. And we were sat with that spot with the glass. Yeah. That was... Ooh! So if you haven't seen it, and you probably won't, uh, you should go get down to a progress show. They're great. Uh, Kid Like Us versus Spike Gervais did a thumbtack spot and a glass spot in their match, which you don't see a lot of in UK wrestling, and it was savage, and we enjoyed it. You knew it was going to happen because they were both wearing white, and when you wear white in a death match, somebody's bleeding. It felt like the advent calendar of a death match. It was like it did tick the box. thumbtacks, cheers. Tables. <laughs> but it was great fun. We won't spoil any results. juice. We won't spoil the results for you no. because in case you can go watch it on Progress On Demand. Um, another shout out, I thought the opener between Ricky Knight Jr. and Luke Jacobs was a lot of fun. I knew that was going to be great from the beginning. They're two up and coming great British yep. wrestlers and I'm looking forward to and seeing uh, what they're doing in the future. Fun Luke Jacobs fact. Uh, <laughs> Luke Jacobs, uh, when he has a cold, he only uses children's cowpole because he fears becoming addicted to anything heavier than that. You really... <laughs> I've got nothing. He's very talented. <laughs> <I'm crying. laughs> 
you're trying to push that, aren't you? I'm but, so. But sometimes he takes free shredded wheat out of the box and then puts one back because he's worried about overeating. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to love that. It was a great progress match. And I feel like Spike is the massive, the best heel at the moment. He's great. He is great. Bloody great. So, so get yourself down to progress or any other British independent wrestling sport. British independent wrestling is the best. And Eddie Dennis is back as well. Shout out Eddie Dennis. Oh, Eddie Dennis. Love that. Um, 2024 is going to be great for progress, I think. Yep. Super Strong Style 16. Some big names in it. Biggest yeah. wrestling tournament in Britain. Uh, yeah. Get yourself down to that as well. Are you working for progress now? I work for British wrestling. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, next, ladies and gentlemen, between, we are going to welcome our wonderful guest. Wrestle Club Podcast. We are back here at the Wrestle Club UK podcast. Please welcome comedian, writer, as well as podcast genius. He's obviously from Off Menu. He's also a recent writer. His book, Glutton, available now. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Ed Gamble! Yay! How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I heard you've just come back from Dublin. Dublin, yeah. I was in Dublin doing the Off Menu tour the last couple of nights. Uh, got back yesterday. Yeah, it was great. Yeah? Did you get a chance to catch up with much wrestling over there? No, I'm very bad at catching up with wrestling. I only got back into wrestling, I'd say, this year. And it turns out, since I've been not been watching wrestling, there's way more of it. Oh, it's too much wrestling. It's too much wrestling. It's too much wrestling. <laughs> and also, they all seem to be trying to just, like, kill each other or get injured every match now. Is that AEW? AEW. <laughs> and, to be fair, WWE, are like, it's all, they spend most of the time in the air. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Moxley the other week. Yeah. And Moxley is very much, a, like, if you're in a match with Moxley, you are having some blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about blood? I don't, I don't mind it, but I think if you're doing it every match, it sort of loses its potency yeah. a bit. I would agree. And, you know, I like Moxley. He seems like, I think he seems like quite a nice man in real life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to just have a chat with him. I bet he's really friendly. But, yeah. Podcast, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if... If you're bleeding and making other people bleed every single match, it's just boring, isn't it? We said that last week. <laughs> Ed Gamble's called John Moxley boring. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any wrestlers on Off Menu? No, we haven't. There's a few I, I'm desperate to have. Who but... would you have? Well, with with Off Menu, you kind of, I'd have like a lot of wrestlers on, but you need to work out who the who the listeners would also be aware of. The so, Rock. So we want The Rock. <laughs> we want John Cena. Yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, that's about as far as we could push it with the wrestlers, I think. No, I think you could probably get Ric Flair. Uh, I don't want Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd all over again. <laughs> well, I watched AEW this morning and his promo, oh my God, don't watch it. Ah. Oh, I know I watched. But I, I, I also take in quite a lot of wrestling at the moment just through Instagram. So mm. just the official accounts. And I saw, was it the Ric Flair and Prince Nana thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, just awful. What's he, do what's he doing? <laughs> Why, Why is he, he back? back? Why is he back? I thought he did his last match. Well, I've realised he's back to sell a drink. He's right. an energy okay. drink. And also, what value does he provide to A? Who's watching a show for Ric Flair? Yeah. In what's all to do with Sting in it? His nostalgia was At least Sting had some value. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But so you're more old school than you are new school. I really like the new stuff, definitely. And I'm really enjoying it. I just feel like it's just the the sheer amount of it. And also, when I get into something, I want to be really into it and I want to know everything about it. So I find it quite frustrating with wrestling that there's absolutely no way because I don't have like 
50 hours a week to, <laughs> to sit down and watch and watch two promotions I mean, for those of us that are huge wrestling fans it's still way too much yeah it's like even we're doing a podcast about it and i can't keep up with the level that we're supposed to be listening to or watching even yeah i've i feel like i'm the only one not to brag but i feel like i'm the only one who who's managed to like watch everything this week and that is a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a lot of wrestling. This and you, week. Only, you only have that time because you're dating wise a mess. So thank you, babe. Thanks. <laughs> she is single, um, <laughs> which is why she does a wrestling podcast. Feel free to holler at your girl. Okay. Always got your back. <laughs> no, you. I'll, tr- I'll try and watch pay per views. Yeah. But you know, I, I had BT Sport or whatever it was for a bit to try and watch Raw and SmackDown. I was like, there's no point. <laughs> it's just so long and quite often both of them are quite boring oh, three hours of raw yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how young were you when you got into wrestling so i've had like three different phases of wrestling including this one that i'm in now uh i like that phases probably when when would it have been like early 90s so maybe when i was like seven or eight mm. when wcw was on british tv yeah um and my dad took me, my dad and my uncle took me to see WCW at Wembley Arena when I was about seven. And I sort of, I remember one of the matches, which was, I think it was British Bulldogs first match for WCW uh, versus Ravishing Rick Rude. And I went mad because I absolutely <laughs> loved Rick Rude when I was a kid. Me and my dad thought he was hilarious. You were a heel boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was mainly the uh, the hip thrusts that made both of us laugh. Uh, laugh or? I had a very different response. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual. <Yeah. laughs> a rude awakening, if you will. <laughs> so there was that, and I looked at, in preparation for this, I thought, I better look at what the other matches were to see, you know, yeah. what my first wrestling show was. And it was kind of amazing. Okay, Cactus Jack versus Big Van Vader. Oh. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Obviously, as a kid, just being like, I don't know who these guys are. I'm going to look that up because that sounds like that would yeah, be yeah. epic. Yeah. I'm jealous now. And uh, anything else? <laughs> so there was that era, and then, and then uh, Attitude Era, like when I was 13. So that was sort of oh. perfect, perfect timing, really. Um, loved it then. And I had mates who were really into it as well. So we went to Insurrection. I think it was the third Insurrection at Earl's Court. Yeah. So I absolutely loved that. I found a lot of people who loved the Atu era wanted to be part of a certain faction in that time period. Mm-hmm. Did you want to be? Well, a DX boy, definitely. Did you do I... the whole suck it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of sort of just crotch-based. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have Wrestling is mainly sort of crotch-based catchphrases. I imagine being a teacher at a school at that time, just watching teenage boys run yeah, around yeah. the playground, <laughs> just going, suck it. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine Ed doing that. What? No, I mean it was it was definitely DX or if I could be a you know Dudley boy, I'd definitely be into that. As Shut well. up! Did you want to put some people through tables? Yeah, yeah. I love the Dudley boys. I feel like they're underrated. Someone said to me the other day that out of the three tag teams, that they were the worst ones, and I was like, no, no, they were the best. They ones. were the best ones. I mean, like the one of the most decorated tag as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Edge and Christian were the best individuals. Okay, and then. The Hardys, I don't know, I just a train wreck of society. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree that Dudleys were the best team. Well, the argument was that how the Dudleys didn't have moves, wrestling moves, they just had spots. What do people think wrestling moves are? <laughs> <laughs> that was just spots. And I was just literally going, you're taking the piss right now. 
Right, if you're going to criticise people for not having moves, you're going to criticise a lot of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I know. Would it be fair to say that there aren't, in WWE certainly, there aren't those tag teams anymore that actually feel like a tag team rather Uh, than just throwing together two two names? I would have said the Usos until recently, but they split them up. Yeah. Um, So the Usos were probably, what, the last... The New New, Day. New Day. New Day. Other than that, no, you don't get these like big legacy tag teams that yeah. like, stick together for like 10, American Alpha. Yeah, but they're they're sort of they were originally sort of thrown together. It's just worked. Yeah. So it's hard to think of these tag teams that have come in as tag teams, stayed as tag teams, left as tag teams. You look at the early nineties, you used to have Bushwhackers. I don't know why they were my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> Bushwhackers, Demolition, Legion of Doom were basically the massive yeah. long tag team runs. You, Heart Foundation, I Brett obviously went on to do a lot, but they. That you don't have these long-standing tag teams anymore. Well, I'm hoping the Street Profits is going to be longevity for the company. I know with I know people want to split them up, but I feel like that they've got what it takes to be a, yeah. one of the greatest tag That's teams. But you can't see the the pretty deadly guys. I can't see them <gasps> after like a Who year going like one of them going. Oh, we're gonna have to stop doing this. This is. <laughs> oh yeah, they are a tag team until they inevitably get released. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're good though. I think they're, they're really good. good. I think yeah. they could be around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But they are. Like, yeah, they said neither one of them screams. Yeah. I'm gonna be the singles yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> they're exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we saw them live, and they are quite good live. Oh yeah, back in yeah. the progress days. Yeah. Obviously, grizzled young veterans. Grizzled young veterans. Who have obviously come back to British wrestling. But yeah, do you get to see much wrestling in- independently in the UK, or do you just? So I've been to Progress a few times, yeah, and been to Riot Cabaret, and yeah. So if if I have time, I will I will always go because it's a nice it's a nice day out with my wife. Your wife, you obviously you've been on the podcast. Yes, she's been on the podcast. Been on the podcast. We yeah. saw her Sunday. Had a lovely ma- uh, session with her at Progress. What yeah. wrestling? I uh, you don't socialise with me outside the podcast. I'd shut up. You were there. Um, <laughs> with, with a different group of people. <laughs> no, you. Okay, so. Right, so the boys like to stand. I don't like standing. Who's standing for four hours at wrestling? I so agree. I'm, thank you very much. So I am sitting at a wrestling event. Pow. Uh. <laughs> Although at Progress, if you sit down, the chances are in about 20 minutes, you're going to have to stand up anyway. Yeah, some, yeah. A, ma- some, a man is going to get thrown at you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I quite enjoy. Uh, throw a man at me. Yes. Or <laughs> woman. Yes, either way. Um, uh, <laughs> I quite, yeah, I quite like, the independent shows because you obviously went to AEW as well. Yeah. And how would you compare? And, and you went to SmackDown. Would you compare the atmosphere at the shows different? Yeah, I like a bit of British grit. Mm. I like I like that feeling of like you're almost at a lower league football game. It feels like the crowd at, a, at an independent show. <laughs> lower league football game. And it was not 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 saying anything about the quality of the wrestling. Just the the crowd and the vibe and the. The smell of stale lager. So if you're in a crowd, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I go to watch Arsenal. I went away, my friend's a Grimsby fan. I watched them yeah. away at Leighton Orient. Yeah. Went away with the Grimsby, and it's a very different sort yeah, of yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are definitely way more into it. Yeah. And I think Ed's right. I think the British crowds reflect that. I think rowdy audiences is my kind of vibe. When you go to a WWE or AEW one, they kind of get restricted on things. And I feel like when you're in a gritty situation, you're like, ah. Oh. British. I also think British people completely get into it, but also really understand the irony and silliness of the whole thing. Yeah. My friend described it to me as adult pantomime. Yeah. I thought that that was a really good way of looking at the way we treat it. Yeah. In this country. It's all, we all, we know who we like, but we're still going to cheer who we're supposed to cheer. Yes, absolutely. Even if we love the other guy, it's like, yeah, yeah, but this is who I'm supposed to cheer. (laughs) Because when we, we went to, 
uh, Money in the Bank, you obviously went to the SmackDown yes. version of it. But I don't know if you found, because I found myself thinking about the cheers that the audience were doing mm-hmm. at the stadium and thinking like, how is this going to resonate with <laughs> American audience? Yeah, how are they going to broadcast <laughs> yeah. it as well? Because I'm like, what do the Americans think that we are? Because yeah. <laughs> at one point we were all shouting, stand up if you hate Roman. Yeah. So we were all standing up. Yeah. And then Roman clocked what we were saying and then sat down. <laughs> and we were just like, fair play. That's fair. pretty amazing. That guy's won me around massively after after actually seeing him wrestle. He's carried WWE. I love him so much. I would marry him, obviously. I've got reasons. I think he is <laughs> I don't care. We've had this discussion. Mrs. Okay. Reigns. Mrs. Reigns. Oh, imagine. Sakisa <laughs> Reigns. Oh. Who's going to take it off him, though? What, Twix? You must have had this. <laughs> <laughs> you must have had this No, we think Cody Rhodes. Yeah. If it's not Cody Rhodes... I've already made my excellent joke on it. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, if it's not Cody Rhodes, then I don't see anyone else taking it. I feel like there's going to be quite a few people. Randy will challenge Royal Rumble. Maybe. Yeah, Royal Rumble. And then we've got probably two more pay-per-views before. Because yeah, I think they'll send Punk after Rollins. So Reigns will skate by on that one. Yeah. Mm. If, if Cody's not winning Rumble, then it will be Reigns calling out Cody. I think, anyway. Mm. I think that's a. I think it's a good thing. I think if Reigns calls out Cody, and like I said, just says, "I want this story to end," this needs to be over and done with. But have WWE not done this before? That like literally on the last WrestleMania, they completely trolled everyone by not giving it to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and everyone's gone. So it'll be the next WrestleMania where he gets it, and you know they're just sat there going, "Would be funny if we didn't." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I really want to happen. Yeah. To be honest, it was deep down in myself, like they're gonna fucking troll us. He's <laughs> just gonna die as Universal Champion, <laughs> be buried with the belt. Yeah, and there'll be a match where someone has to dig him up his corpse <laughs> to beat him. But you've obviously done wrestling training yourself, yeah, because you were involved in the wrestling show at the O2 yeah. last year. Indigo, Indigo at the O2. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's still the O2. <laughs> oh, it's in the building, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find the indigo at the O2. Um, <laughs> it's like it was a phone shop as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was um, run by Max and Ivan, and yes. you actually faced Max and Ivan in a tag team in match. In a tag team match, me and Levi Muir versus. Um, Who is Ivan. amazing, yeah, by he's the way. Absolutely brilliant. Ripped to shreds. Yeah, yeah. Who trained you for that? So we trained at Play Fight. So it was uh, Tom and Claire who run uh, Play Fight, um, who were fantastic. Uh, and we only did maybe and maybe like seven or eight training sessions, I think, which is why now Charlie does wrestling training. She's absolutely livid at me because she's obviously like working on all the basics and making sure yeah. that they've got all this down and she's doing like conditioning training and all of this. And I just turned up like a special little boy and I went, <laughs> what moves do you want to do? And I went, I'd like to do this one. I've seen it on the television. <laughs> and we basically just worked on that match specifically and the moves, sort of the way I guess Logan Paul does it, God. where he just turns up for training training sessions every now and again and they teach him the exact match. You know who does his training? Like one-on-one. Sure, Michael. Oh, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just one, one of, if not the best, to yeah. ever do it. <laughs> Would you not go back to wrestling training? Is that something that you would? Yeah, I'd do, I'd do it, definitely, if I was doing another special little boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do want to join Charlie, maybe? Just yeah, like... I said I'll pop in now and again. They work really hard, and I can't be doing that. You could get, you could, you could get crowded for you two in a tag match. Against, against yeah, yeah, somebody. yeah. What, mean... what was good about the match I did, though, is that I was obviously with Levi, who is brilliant yeah. and a professional wrestler against Max, who has been a professional wrestler and has done this event loads, and Ivan, who's done this event so many times that he really knows his stuff. So I felt very, I was very protected. (laughs) I was being thrown about the place and at no point did it feel like, oh, this is going to go wrong. Yeah, whereas if you were by yourself, you're just like, 
ah. or with someone else who knew as, as much as me. That's when it would feel really dangerous. Imagine you and James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, James couldn't do it. He'd be a good high flyer, actually, James, I think. Yeah, I think, I think James could wrestle quite well, I think. I think he'd be a good wrestler. I don't think he'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd be one bubble up. No. Yeah, no, no, I'm out. I think an off-menu wrestling match. Yeah. I've already asked for an off-menu Christmas party. Still waiting for it. <laughs> now I'm waiting for an off-menu wrestling match. Thank you very much. All right, yeah. we'll do it. <laughs> just, just agreed on behalf yeah, yeah. of him. <laughs> Did you find it more nerve-wracking doing that than doing stand-up? It was more of a buzz, yeah. certainly. Um, just because it was a new thing and it was a massive crowd. Uh, and I think as soon as I took that first bump, it was mainly me taking bumps. Um, the reaction from the crowd was huge. And I was like, this is, this is great. I do gen genuinely at that point, I was like, I do prefer this to, to oh. comedy. How much did it hurt the next day? And did you check, did that change your mind? It <laughs> wasn't too bad. You know, I had a massive, uh, I had two boot prints in, in my back <laughs> um, because Max did a super kick off the top rope. Uh, into into my back um, oh. when I was like just vamping, holding a van by the ear, uh, and so that proper took me out. Um, I had a few a few aches and pains, but nothing nothing too bad. It's just the fact there's a boot print in your back. Yeah, yeah. Can you take a picture of it. No, I don't think I did. Oh, it's real. On. It's real. I'm not lying. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And I had some chop. I had some chop marks as well. Oh yeah, you've got to have chop marks. Yeah. Obviously, with wrestling over the years, there's been some quite niche matches, and obviously there's been some involving food. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you're a food connoisseur, if you want to put it that way. Is there any particular match that you would want to be in that involves food? What are these niche matches involving food? Which I ones are you thinking of in particular? I mean, like the turkey, like the Thanksgiving match. There's been like a gravy match. <laughs> These are usually, this is like attitude here when they just made women roll around in fluids. Right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The so there's been some men doing some like weird. I remember the British Bulldog being in a dog food match. Yeah. Right? Not the same thing. <laughs> that was Roman Reigns, remember that? With um, Corbin. Oh, yeah. The dog food match. Yeah, dog food match. What, loser had, loser to, eat had to eat dog, dog food. food. Yeah. And you know, really normal stipulations for the sport. <laughs> 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 Never like with Arsenal play Man United sometimes yeah. lads like we win you guys are eating dog, dog food, food. Dog yeah. food. Yeah. it was quite nasty to be honest especially because he's my husband <laughs> but um, anyone in particular that you would want to get involved food wise with I love any match where there's something hanging above above the ring oh or, yeah or uh, on a like pole a massive turkey yeah like a turkey on a pole match or something <laughs> <laughs> very Christmas slash Thanksgiving yeah it'd be a nice nice Christmas uh, special match I feel like it's a, a season yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Season. <laughs> I, yeah I feel like if there's anything hanging it would have to be fried chicken for me yeah it would have to be fried chicken like a massive drumstick just off not like a bucket suspended oh a bucket yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm hungry right now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm tired. I'm like thinking about. I don't think we've got up over a podcast review where you've not mentioned fried chicken yet. <laughs> uh, and a podcast that is not about food, by the way. I love that you just really tried to get it around to that as well. You're like, what match would you do involving food? I'd do fried chicken. One big drumstick. <laughs> it's all about chicken. Okay. It's all about now from our sponsor, KFC. KFC and Hello. Do you want to hear my Money in the Bank theory? And I'm sure someone else has done this already. Go on. Go on. For this year's Money in the Bank. The one that just went or the next year's one? No, so the the briefcase yeah. that um, Damien Priest currently has. Yeah. And I'm sure this is this may have come up because I sent it to my friend. He was like, oh, so maybe this maybe this is a thing. 
I don't think there's a contract in that briefcase anymore. You think Savvy Zone's taken... No, I think Finn Balor took it because there was... They, they specifically made a thing of filming a backstage section where Finn gave him the new briefcase. He was like, oh, you got the new briefcase, the black and purple one, yeah, and gave it to him. And then we've not ever seen inside it or he's not... But we've delved into the area known as the mysterious area of WWE contract law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where apparently if someone just runs off with a briefcase, yeah, yeah, yeah. that negates your right yeah, yeah. to your contract. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's gonna try and he's gonna try and cash it in and there's gonna be no briefcase in there, and then Finn's gonna come down with the old briefcase. Oh, that's a great that's plan. That's a good plan, actually. I love Never that. that but also, like it's one of those things where I know you have to spend the kayfabe of Damien Priest has never once opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine when I look inside. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's more attention to detail these days, but that would be, that's oh, that that's would something be that crossed my mind that I thought would be quite good. For that us. would be such a ni nice thing to happen. <laughs> I want that to happen now. If that happens, well, you're going to get major internet points. <laughs> Who do you think he's going to cash in on? Oh, I don't know, because he, he tried to do it the other day again. <laughs> he tried to do it quite uh, a yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> they are not ending Roman's title reign. Like, no, no, no. no. It's, it, I mean, it's Seth, isn't it? But, it's Seth. Because also they're desperate to make that title look amazing. So, Well, I'm quite intrigued about Drew at the moment. I feel like Drew might win it. I like heel Drew. I yeah, like, I like, I like heel, heel Drew. Iron Drew. Dragon. Yeah, I feel like Drew will win it, win it from Seth. And then potentially Damien will cast in on Drew. Right. That's my theory. I think it could be a theory that could work into Royal Rumble. Just a little theory. Just a little theory. Just a little theory. See, this is also what I really like about wrestling now, because I didn't get this when I was like 13, that people, now wrestling fans, when they talk about wrestling or they get angry about wrestling, they're not getting angry about the, like, the actual wrestling. It's about storylines. So it's like watching EastEnders and going... And the writers are not doing their job properly. <laughs> uh, man, they're burying Phil Mitchell right now. <laughs> Do you have a preference in terms of company at the moment? Because obviously you went to AEW as well. And then you did message me and was like, don't go to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I mean, that show was amazing. I, I think for story and fun, I, I prefer WWE. For actual wrestling, I prefer AEW. Yeah. I think all of my favourite actual wrestlers are in AEW. Oh, who's that? Well, like Osprey now. Yeah. And MJF. Mm. And Swerve. And yeah, but then then WWE, I'm going to have more fun watching WWE as a whole show, I think. It's a better book show. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the Hangman Page versus... I've still not seen it. I I, I should have watched it in preparation for this, but no. I it's absolutely amazing. It is, but I, you, just, you might have to have like... <laughs> like a blanket or something because there's a lot of blood yeah 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 talk about blood there's a lot of blood some people are eating some blood that's what I'm saying um, <laughs> it is quite gruesome it sounds safe yeah it did, to be honest I was like oh did we check that with producers before we did that um yeah, it is, it's a really good match and I would recommend it but the whole, it, I find with AEW at the moment and it's, a, it's very hit or miss consistency wise like some of the stories are great. The MJF story is, is really good. I like the fact that he's currently face. Samoa Joe coming in and trying to challenge him for his championship when he's injured. I really enjoy that. But we were talking about the women's division. Yeah, this, they're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they lost Jay Carhill. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um, a big loss for them, I think, because they've not got anyone coming in to replace her. No. Uh, I mean, if, if you're. 
if you look at like the Will Ospreay situation, Will Ospreay, he wants a free agent. It's, I can see why it's attractive for him to go to AEW. Mm-hmm. I can't see why, as a major female wrestler at this point, you'd want to go to AEW yeah. if you had the option between the two companies. I feel like Britt Baker not being in the... In the we lost Brick. We lost... Who was the woman? Who was the woman? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if we can get it off that. Uh, <laughs> the British woman who was champion. Right. Jamie Hayter. That's the Jamie one. Hater. Jamie Hayter. We lost Jamie. Um, Sheree is not really wrestling. I don't know if she should be. And I think that's the question. I don't, Yeah, she came back and I kind of was like, oh, I can see where this is going. And I was a bit worried for her mm. and i feel like they've not really she's not lived up to expectation which is a shame but i she's injured she's still injured she obviously still injured it was worth it for the pop at wembley though. it would yeah i can imagine how that went down yeah, yeah yeah and i feel like a lot of things that happen at wembley including like will osprey <laughs> <laughs> and he needs to stop saying bruv um <laughs> <laughs> he needs to stop What's saying. wrong with bruv? It's the way he says it. It's, it feels very forced. <laughs> I don't think it's forced at all. I think you say bruv. I think I think I, no, Will Ospreay. It would be forced if I said it. I'm not dropping you a bruv. <laughs> <laughs> it works with him, I think. Nah. I, it, really, it, it really makes me do that. Nah, nah bruv. Nah. See, no, you could. No. 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 He's it, brilliant, though. He is awesome. And for his age and what he's accomplished in a short period of time, I think he's going to be, like, the biggest megastar in a few years' time. And I I wouldn't love to see him live, apart from what we see in that progress, mm. in a different stadium. Yeah, yeah. He's good if you like the flippy shit. Oh! I do like the flippy oh, shit. Exactly. I was about to say. What he's good at the other shit, too, though. He's, yeah, flippy shit and other shit. If you were going to sum up wrestling compared to food, how would you do it? Compare wrestling to food. Yeah. Because um, obviously food is your... Food's my passion, but, you know, I very much enjoy wrestling as well. I mean, it's a difficult question, Sakisa. You're asking me to compare two very different things. I am. They're, they're, <laughs> it's, uh, so, they're both things you can never fully understand. There's a lot to uh, There's a lot to investigate. There's many different types, but they're both equally as delicious. There you go. I will say, getting him to f- compare wrestling to food is like comparing grapples and oranges, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely stuff. There you go. <laughs> One every week. Wrestle Club Podcast. Uh, we have now got a 60-second challenge for Ed Gamble. Oh, no, I'm going to panic. Uh, your quick fire round. Um, Mark, would you mind timing me? I am ready to begin. Tell me when you're ready to go. Are you ready, Ed Gamble? So ready. Okay, let's go. 60-second challenge starts now. A-E-W-W-W-E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is really hard, isn't it? Given that I've just said I like either of them, um, I'll say WWE at the moment. Who was the best member of DX? Uh, X Pack. Who would be in your dream match? Am I? Hang on, am I in the match? No, no. Oh, um, uh, uh this is so hard. <laughs> oh no. This is so bad. I need more than sixty seconds. <laughs> this is a whole dis- this is a whole extra podcast. <laughs> dream match is like dream menu. For God's sake, you guys could squeeze a whole podcast out of this. <laughs> oh no! But we'll come back to it. Would you rather oh. have James Acaster or your wife be your tag team partner? Oh, my wife. If you had a match, what would be your match gimmick? Um, 
Oh, um, bra and panties. <laughs> <laughs> if you was a wrestler, what band would have would do your entrance music? Oh, Clutch. That, that's 60 seconds. There yeah. you go. Also, clutch is a great answer. Yeah, yeah. come on. Well, I don't know why people don't use Clutch all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last question. Let's talk about music really quickly because obviously you're a big punk rock fan. Mm-hmm. I, I personally got into wrestling because of the music aspect of it. I thought a lot of the entrance songs were something that I could relate to and it just felt quite empowering to have that kind of music in WWE. I don't know how you feel the same. If it's just something that you're just like, they're playing rock music, fucking love it. Yeah, obviously love all the music. It's yeah, it's great. And I think yeah, I love it still, like the the music that gets used. I get really excited by a good work, walk on track and a good entrance video. Yeah. But who's got the best entrance video entrance music oh, say, ever? Yeah. Ever. There's a correct answer to this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think well, Stone Cold, mm. obviously, because he seemed to be the only one to work out that you need a big noise at the beginning that yeah. signifies that you're coming on and that, not... That glass shattering. Yeah, the glass shattering. Because mm. so many people even now have this long build-up to their walk on track. You're like, no, you need something like, bang, so you can make surprise run-ins. Yeah. That's crowd, what you need. Glass, glass shatters, crowd pops, great times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you an entrance I watch all the time on YouTube is The Boogeyman. The boogeyman. <laughs> Can I just say one of my questions were: Who is sexier, Kane or the Boogeyman? <laughs> Kane with a mask, Boogeyman without. Yeah. Fair play. Um, why the Boogeyman? Well, it, he's got. It starts with <coughs> that his voice going, "I'm the Boogeyman," <laughs> and then you never know what he comes out all weird. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. it. Sounds like some sort of terrible kink role play. <laughs> I feel like the songs like. Um, Adam Copeland's song. We're calling him that, are we? We have to now. He's in AEW, aka Edge. Um, <laughs> I feel like when it's a catchy song, that a song that everyone yes. quite well knows, I feel yeah. like it's quite. When um, NXT had Slipknot, um, I was so happy when they had um, them as their, as their entrance song. Certain bands I feel like really work in AEW and WWE and wrestling in general. When we went to watch Progress, they had some live bands. It was mainly, mainly rappers, wasn't it? It was mainly rappers. Any other favourite bands that you would really enjoy to be in wrestling? Well, I tell you, I, I tell you something that I didn't think I enjoyed, and then I saw it live was was Judas when when Chris Jericho did Judas live. You didn't think you enjoy it? Well, I d- I was like I was a bit like oh god. As a as a rock and metal fan. Well, he said before you are turned up. I've already slagged off Ozzy on this. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one good song does not make you a good fan. But live Wembley Stadium, when they played that and everyone lost their mind, it was pretty cool. <sighs> That's a, one of the one reasons why I wanted to go to AEW is for that for that moment. And I'm gutted. I I'm going to say this to all the wrestling nerds listening to this: If your Spotify rap this year includes <laughs> wrestling theme songs, <laughs> in life, get a life. <laughs> Mine does. <laughs> Mine does. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just realised how sad I am. <laughs> if your top artist is WWE on Spotify. Uh, dream match. Obviously, you were put on the spot with the dream match. Yeah, you, I mean, the dream match, you'd have to sort of, I feel like you'd have to go back in time and pluck someone out and then put them with someone from now, right? Oh. Because it's a dream, you may as well use all of the, now go and sadly get someone who's dead now and then put them with someone who's alive now. 
Well, who so would who would that be? Guerrero, maybe. Nice. Oh, nice. You know, one of the dead wrestlers who it's still okay to talk about. Um, <laughs> 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 I love the fact that everyone's like, has to like, <laughs> oh, how far can we go with <laughs> certain things? Yeah. See, I'm not good at. Put, I wouldn't be good at putting together matches because <coughs> you got to think about how how styles go together and stuff, right? Yeah. Whereas I'll just put like two flippy people together, or yeah. um, so it's tricky. So, who is your favorite wrestlers? Well, at the moment, Osprey, MJF, Rhea Ripley, probably Gunther. Mm. I mean, Gunther's just. I want him to have every belt forever. Every yeah. forever. Yeah, because I I've got no issue with him having the Intercontinental belt for for all time. Did you see him when he was wrestling for Progress? No, 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 no. Walter. 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 I'm aware that he was Walter. Yeah. And was Walter in NXT as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then they changed it to Gunter. I think Gunter is better though. You know, I hated it at first, but it's, I've, it's grown up. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it fits in. They both sound like exchange students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does. I've seen, I've seen videos of him and stuff. I think I preferred him. I, I want a big fat lad to keep keep hold of that belt for that long. Wait, he's not as fat as he no, used to exactly. Be. But they've made him. They've definitely made him do that. Yeah. And I'd much rather have like a just a big because that's wrestling back in the day as well. They used to be way more just like big fat lads. Yeah, slapping what a the big shit daddy V and a Yokozuna. Yeah. That's that. a dream match. Big Daddy V versus Yokozuna. <laughs> 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 that, that Mabel versus Yokozuna did happen and it was terrible. I remember that. That would be really, really, really awful. Um, any other people that are your favourite? Because you obviously talk presently. Any other old timers? Eddie Guerrero, you mentioned. Love Eddie Guerrero. Um, yeah, loved all of DX. Uh, like a huge Mick Foley fan. Uh, from from back in the day, really. which personality? Yeah, see, I think probably Cactus Jack is my is my favourite personality. Less of a dude love guy. I'm a mankind guy. No, I like mankind a lot. Jack. Yeah, mm, I'm a Cactus Jack kind of girl. Pop out. And just and just Mick I mean, Foley in general, he seems like a lovely man. <laughs> yeah, Mick Foley seems he, like a lovely he man. Does not say pow pow. I know. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Bang bang, fine. If Mick Foley pow. sees this, I can send him a clip of him going pow pow. <laughs> 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 If he responds and says pow pow, I'll be very happy. Yeah, I feel Mick Foley's probably one of, would have been my top five wrestlers. Yeah. Who was your favorite when you were a kid? Like, I think first like go around. Oh, first time round. I tell you who. So because I was so young, I was just sort of taking it all in and found it really funny. If my dad found it funny, so we loved rubbishing Rick Rude. We loved at the time. So there was like all these guys with ridiculous names, and I distinctly remember watching an episode of WCW with my dad. And then they introduced Ron Simmons and we fell about laughing because it's just such a normal name. <laughs> uh, and then lo and behold, by the time I got back into wrestling in the Attitude Era, Ron Simmons was uh, was in the, in the APA, yeah. yeah. And then he was Ron Simmons again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the way he went back to Ron Simmons. Ron yeah. Simmons, I should get back to it. People appreciated the Ron Simmons gimmick. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever get embarrassed by watching wrestling? Like, no, God, no. Nothing in like, it's not something you're watching and then someone comes in, you'd have to be like, oh, now this looks bad. No, not at all. I've, I've always been very, if I get into something, I get into it shamelessly. Mm. So, um, like I've been a metal fan my whole life. People try and embarrass you for that. Um, they should, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> but wrestling. You can leave. <laughs> but wrestling is just another one of those things for me. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I get nerdy about stuff, mm. and I think that's great. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there's a um, 
correlation between comedians and wrestling as well, because there's a lot of comedians who are wrestling fans. Do you think it's something about us that makes us wrestling fans? I think uh, I think we appreciate the uh, absolutely over the top, ridiculous element of it, um, and the storytelling, and the I mean it's very funny wrestling. It is. It's yeah. very funny, and at its at its essence, it's very very well rehearsed slapstick a lot of the time. Mm. Um, so I think that's why that's why comedians like it. But I know a lot of comedians who think it's pathetic as well. So. <laughs> yeah, they're comedians. Who cares about their? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, when it comes to promos, especially people are able to put out their personality more mm -hmm. in wrestling promos. If there was a wrestler that you would want to incorporate in terms of your personality on stage, would who would that be? Difficult. Uh, I'll tell you something about James Acaster. You can ask him. His a lot of his original uh, um, stage persona uh, is based on The Rock. Shut up. Yeah, he loved The Rock when he was a kid. So like that entire like keeping his head up and like that. Yeah, you can ask him about that. But does, yeah, does he get that that vibe's not coming? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he fully wants to be The Rock. I think <laughs> it was just. Uh, you know, I have never once heard James Acaster compared to Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, who would I want to incorporate? That's that is a really good question. I tell you, well, mm, I don't know because I just want to be funny and I want people to like me, and I don't think that's that's necessarily what all the best wrestlers who do great promos have. You should yeah. put you should put Osprey in there, man. Just drop bruv yeah, at the end. Bruv, just bruv. saying bruv. Um, like I think MJF's incredible, but I would never because he goes out there deliberately to whip up a reaction, a negative reaction. Oh, wouldn't you love to just do that? Yeah, I yeah. absolutely It'd be love so it. So fun. Yeah. I mean, LA Knight, I could just, you know, go out there and just get people to chant my own name and then say, yeah. Is that really where we're at as well, by the way, that every single time <laughs> there seems to be like an organic uh, person who gets over in WWE, it's always yeah or yes. <laughs> or it's just the simplest words that people can say over and over again. That's what, well. do, that's what we need to do in stand-up then. <laughs> Someone says, say, yes! Said, yes! Yes! I can't think of a single comedian who's made their career just about saying one phrase, like, you know, sound like garlic bread or something. <laughs> <laughs> Peter K is the LA Knight of comedy. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting. There are so many people who are great talkers on the mic. And it's much like you, Ed, on oh, stage. Thanks. Much like you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Episode. He's on tour in 2024, so go and see his show. It's absolutely fabulous. What's it called again? Hot diggity dog. <laughs> That's why he said it, not me. Uh, please do go see it. Buy tickets now. Thank you very much. A gamble. Thank you. Podcast. A gamble's such a lovely man. Uh, He's a lovely man. I really would love to see him and James wrestle. Who do you think will win? Well, uh, I I don't know. It's a tough one. I think James has got the reach. He's got long arms. But Ed's got the experience. True. And I'm going to take a gamble <laughs> and say that Ed would win. Who do you think will win? <laughs> I can't with you. I can't with you. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know who will win. I think it might be um, Double Tap Out. Double Tap Out? Double Tap Out. How do you get a Double Tap Out? They both put each other in finishing moves or finishing submissions and then Double Tap Out. Okay, sounds vaguely sexual, but we'll carry it. <laughs> <laughs> well to close the show we've got sell or no sell which is where i provide you with some facts um which may be true or not true right ready okay ready yes ready i'm ready <laughs> well you triple h'ing me right I am now. are what? you ready are you ready okay 
Brian Danielson spearhead the AEW committee that fired CM Punk. So it's true. Like it's been acknowledged by everyone involved that it was true. Yeah. It's not been I don't think he was out to get him. I think he's. I think they just have a committee. He happens to be the head of it. And I, I love the, those people like sharing memes online. But he's a traitor. He yeah. He, they, it's basically it's basically HR guys. It's like it's like hating the head of HR because you got fired. Yeah. It's a bit. Yeah. No. It was. It was a weird situation i would say i didn't even know he was on the committee considering that he obviously joined the company halfway i, I would imagine they probably had to have a representative on the committee who was a wrestler yeah yeah and they've gone with someone like him because he's level-headed and he's experienced and he's unlikely to take bias against people which he's, is yeah which is what happened and to be honest if we for such reasons, of course he got fired he assaulted his boss uh, allegedly there is a <laughs> quote i will say that um that he was put out on twitter from uh, Brian Danielson to say that how my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Which I think is kind of... Whereas CM Punk says, I'm here to make money, money and not friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two different ideologies, guys. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Sal, it's true. Okay. Um, X-Pac says that Kane was his favorite tag team partner. Okay, so to answer this question, we have to review some of the tag team partners of X Pac has had. Yeah. Razor Ramon. Yep. Uh, briefly held the tag titles with Marty Jannetty, I believe. Yes, that's correct. Who can't, I can't imagine Marty Jannetty was his favorite tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting man. If you don't know a lot about Marty Jannetty, go look that up. Um, uh, who else is he tag team? X Factor, just incredible. Yeah. And Albert. Uh, Road Dog. Road Dog, a correct. Partner of his. Uh, I don't know what he did in WCW in terms of partners. I'm going to say, yeah, I think he would have Kane sell as his, as his best partner. That is correct. Yeah. He said that how it was the greatest odd couple tag team ever, which I would agree. No, the greatest odd couple tag team ever is the Rock and Sock Connection. Oh, actually, no. Braun Strowman and that kid. Is that an odd couple tag team? <laughs> yeah. It's the Rock and Sock, but x and Kane was great. Um, yes, oh, true. Well, Team well, Hell No as well, Kane and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, True. Um, last but not least, The Undertaker lists Benoit in his tucks for small wrestlers. I think if you asked him this question, honestly, he might put him in there. But I think he's such a WWE company man, there's no way he said those words out loud. So no sell. No sell? Yeah. Sell. Really? He put it on his website. Who would he have for free? So, the other so this is the order that was in. It was AJ Styles. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Kurt Angle, Eddie DeGuerrero. I mean, the other three are all no-brainers. Yeah. Also, put Angle as a small man wrestler. Angle's a unit. I know. Um, but I think that's a very weird thing to say. It is. I think uh, it's surprising that he would put that in, especially he's such a WWE company guy. I was surprised when yeah. I read it and I was like, ooh, I don't know how people are going to feel about and that. And they never promote him in any way. I know, like people like Jericho, who were close to Benoit, often bring him up, but I, I would not. I was quite surprised that the Undertaker would bring him up. Yeah, um, I, I was quite shocked, but I feel like the other three were no-brainers. Mm. Um, but they are his Count Rushmore of small men wrestlers. Uh, well, AJ Styles is like his next door neighbor or something. Isn't yeah, it? I think like so. Him. I think we've got a good week of wrestling coming up. It's going to be very interesting. In a couple months. I think the interesting thing is I don't think they know what they want to do with CM Punk yet because they've not already had time to work that out. Yeah. But we're going to see eventually where they go with that. Randy Orton's back, go through Judgment Day, then hopefully go for the Bloodline as well. 
Randy Orton leaving bodies all over the place. It's going to be a good time. Logan Paul's uh, returning on SmackDown. Logan Paul returns on SmackDown. What's going to happen with Santos Escobar? The question that everyone's... AEW-wise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got this tournament that's happening. Who is the devil? Who is the devil also? Um, we, we're going to figure out the women's d- division <laughs> at some point. We're going to figure out whether Ric Flair will go away or die on camera. Which, oh, which, which will happen first? Oh um <laughs> Uh, House of Black running the show. Please carry on. House of Black. Uh, British indie stuff happening all the time everywhere. Go watch your Rev Pro. Go watch your Progresses. Go watch your ICWs. Go watch whatever the hell is near you. Um, I will say a Progress are doing unboxing, I believe, in December. Yeah, yeah. The next show. Go to that. Rev Pro have shows all the time. Go to those. It's going to be an interesting rest of the year. Well, thank you so much, Mark Cram, for joining us on this episode. You are amazing as always. Please address me by my actual name. Mark Cram, thank you very much <laughs> for joining us on this episode. Thank you very much, Sakisa. <laughs> that is my actual name. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, fine. Main event, Mark Cram. And uh, second on the card, Sakisa. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a twat. <laughs> such a twat. Uh, that's why he loves me so much. Mm. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Wrestle Club UK podcast. We see you next week. A flying clothesliner, two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club Podcast. Whisakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling, every kind of wrestling.